You are listening to the Mary Jane Society Podcast, brought to you by Studio 420, a cannabis-friendly marketing agency. I'm your host, Pam Schmiel, Marketing Director for Studio 420. Today we get to meet Dre Newman. He's a Grammy-winning photographer and the Chief Creative Director for multi-state operator Jushi. Dre uses his experience as a photographer, filmmaker, and collaborator in the rock and roll industry to influence his creative approach at Jushi. He likes to mix cannabis with art, performance, and curated designer products to make Jushi dispensaries the heart of the cannabis culture. He's handled partnerships with actors like Colin Hanks and is about to launch a new art exhibit in collaboration with the rock band Queens of the Stone Age. We dug into who the Jushi customer is, his vision for retail experiences, searching for diamonds in the rough, and Jushi's support for mom and pop brands. Let's meet Dre. Hi, Dre. Nice to meet you. Good to meet you, too. It's my pleasure to have you here. So so you're out in L.A., I guess? Yeah, I'm in L.A. I'm in Hollywood here um, uh, for a long time, 15 years already. And working with Jushi for a couple of years, I guess. Yeah, no, um, really started, um, really started 2000, uh, late 2019, uh, although like mid 2019, the first time. So we kind of got to know each other with some some uh, like uh, consultancy stuff with my team. Uh, mm-hmm. And then we, we really we signed on full time uh, 2000 early. 2020 January so oh um, perfect timing <laughs> been a while. exactly exactly and then the pandemic came and then then and then the, the uh, our, our big claim to fame was then to launching the first online online platform really and an e-commerce platform for Jushi which, which propelled like through COVID the whole thing to another level uh, in oh. 2020 which was amazing Right, because we weren't used to buying weed online, so all of a sudden everybody had to quickly get online. And, exactly, uh, exactly. Yeah. And then one, so you're, mm-hmm, sorry. Oh no, I was just saying. So you're saying Jushi was one of the first to really get the e-commerce going? Is that what you said? Yeah, I think Jushi. Jushi, we we claim to be the first to really make the experience like, uh, 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 really make the experience frictionless, as because my team is really comes from a user experience uh, perspective very much focused on this design of frictionless design and based on data right and then this is like how we really designed this is like what do the people really want to see when they go to a website it's really the menu and <laughs> right to the menu if you go to our website beyond the law you will see like you you propelled immediately into the <laughs> into the the menu yeah. with with buttons like the color psychology on it and all that stuff so it was like so it's like this this is all like we the team has worked for a long time on on i've worked on a lot of e-commerce projects so for for big big clients like like uh, jessicasimpson.com and all that so we know how to how to do this you know from the real world so applying that knowledge to the cannabis industry was really interesting right Okay, so I didn't realize your work encompassed the e-commerce, and and that's what I was trying to figure out. Is is so your your e-commerce retail experience? Yeah, I, I can tell you quickly. Just to, just quickly. So my team, my team is responsible for all brands, all store design, experience in store, all brands, and all e-commerce, and even a part of the, I would say, even a part of like empowering the investor relations team with 
news stories and 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 messages to the to the investment world, right? Which is based on our specific achievements in in all these areas, right? Which uh, some of them are, are great. Some of them we we have to get to greatness. <laughs> so having you on board seems like a whole different approach than other companies are taking. Yep, Jushi. So Jushi, why is Jushi different? I think how when we came in, uh, when when we came in, it's so it was until then. Jim Cacioppo and his team, they 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 like the nobody out finances Jushi. Like they're so competent from the business point of view. So I think us coming in and having a having a reliable, trusted, creative partner which covers all this, these categories in the company, which are really like ever moving and ever have to play together and having uh, as well, all these categories un basically under control, this, this changes the speed of things, right? If you have too many like cooks in that, in that environment, you're like, okay, I have to wait for this, I have to wait for that, it's just not aligned with this. But our decisions are always like, we have a 360 view on things and then we, we we're faster. You know, that, that, that propelled us, I think, in the in, in uh, ahead so much. And thanks to to Jim Cacioppo and, and and his team to let us do what we what we know to do. You know, and I I, I think he would say we, we came highly recommended. And it's not not an accident, like right, how we how we met each other and so on. So so um that was good. And he he gives us the freedom to do uh the, the the best the best it can be and and not and and not really interfering in that uh, only only kind of guiding us in the directions he wants to the company to go right and and we had to find ourselves as well in this way you know the last two years so it's not like we know who we are we didn't know who we are in the beginning you know it's like a, a company like this grows so fast imagine when I joined was maybe like thirty people there now it's like over fifteen hundred people so this was growing so fast this thing. You, uh, and, and then on the way, you got to find yourself, define yourself, uh, find your values, what you stand for. All that stuff has to go in parallel, right? Uh, with your products you're releasing, additional SKUs, uh, the social responsibility stories, it's all, it's all connected. So, so having all that under control, basically, and, and like in one, in one team is really like helping. And of course, then the, the communication, we, we, we upped the game a lot with our retail team. We have people from anthropology, uh, Brandon Lynch, we, he, he, used to, he used to work for um, anthropology from, from day one, so built that, that company until 170 stores. So he brought all his team now in retail. So we, we're building a, an amazing stellar, stellar center of excellence, I think, in this, in this category, right? And, and, but it's ever changing, you know, like every day. So you gotta watch what- Yeah. Well, yeah, two things I was thinking, um, it's so interesting, uh, is, is that you're also involved in the product development Yes, um, because typically that would be a whole nother department and oh yeah uh, you know and so that makes it super that makes it super slow so we are like uh, we have people in 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 the team which which are like they like um from universities we've got uh, julian scarf who is a professor of uh, of uh, in in the pasadena um, art center uh, professor for user experience and customer experience so he's responsible for all our research and we're very experiential driven so experience you can uh, um, you can apply internally but and as well so it has to be the, the friction has to be taken out of the internal processes as much as the 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 way the customer gets to the product right so there's a constant 
constant improve everyday improvement in this in this department and this is like as again thanks to uh, to Jim, uh, our CEO, who is like seeing that value and knows how important it is, because it's important for all that. I mean, experience is everything for all those companies, like Uber, DoorDash, like it's all about the experience, right? But with us, yeah. this is our focus, right? So, and and the experience, as I always say, equals the brand, because today it's not anymore like you throw some billboards out and have a nice, nice lady in front of her taking off airplane there, and then it's like a good British Airways ad on on a billboard. It really has to be. Um, it, it, it's everybody judges all companies by how how you flow through their system, right? And uh, and and the experience starts from from airline at the app, the website. How do I get to the airport? How do I get into the plane? What do I see into the plane? Do they ask me always the same stupid questions, or do they know already who I am because I've done this mi millions of times? So all that stuff you have to you have to check on yourselves all day long. Uh, how can we take friction out? I think that's what we're very good at. And that's why we get involved very early stage in product development, as you, as you mentioned, and uh, mm. a lot of research, you know, and, 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 and that's, that's how we make our choices really based on research. So uh, that's kind of was le is leading into my first question of, of what I wanted to get into is who is the juicy customer. And so I, I just want to go to what the web, what your website says, which is, um, that Jushi is a national multi-state cannabis company developing and operating high-end retail locations, premium brands, state-of-the-art cultivation, um, and Jushi is setting the new standard for a sophisticated modern cannabis experience. Yeah. So, who, who like, who are those people? So it's a yeah. it's super interesting question. So when we started, we really started. Jushi was born. With the acquisition of an of an east coast uh, uh state retailer uh, beyond hello is our is our retail brand and we started in a real medical market of pennsylvania and in pennsylvania we we we, we got really started with like two stores were open we had more licenses to build out and um we bought this company it was a very very well uh for for medical uh concept it was already a very well uh designed uh retail system i call it uh, the, the brand itself was a little bit medical still because uh, still in Pennsylvania, when you want to we want to um, go into a store, you uh, and you the first time, for example, so you need a medical card first. But then as well, when you go the first time into a store, you have a mandatory 15 minute session with a with a real pharmacist who, who tells you about intake methods and what's the best for you and really advises you on what 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 what, what cannabis or what good can cannabis do for you and and what is the ideal intake method for you. So you got to have this session and then already you you kind of hand it over and propelled into like a, a hipster butt tender who has a lot of great stuff um, uh, which is nearly comparable from an experience with a California store I would say. However, there's there's not the real product on the floor. It's all packaging and and in a certain skews are missing in California. Um, uh, in in Pennsylvania, you for example, you don't have pre rolls and you don't have gummies yet, um, mm. but but you have flour and you have uh, vapes, etc. And 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 more like a medical tincture tincture things and and all that. So so we we this was our start, right? So just to set the baseline. So this is a now you're dealing with a medical customer. There's veterans, there's cancer patients, there's like people who who really like already medically recreational. They want to get high. And, and, and those people are there as well. And then people who have dealing with sleep, pain, and so on. So, so from, from this point, we kind of rolled out. So we rolled out Pennsylvania, and then you went in all the other states. The other states was like, 
you mentioned like Virginia or Illinois. Illinois, we entered basically in a, in a time when it switched to recreational. And this was our first recreational experience. We went from a medical store, we bought into a recreation. So that was super interesting. It tripled the business, but as well, we had to learn how to, okay, how do I present myself? It's just everybody can come in. They come in from other states. They're coming from, from other cities. Uh, they're recreational uh, customers. How do, you, how do you handle that? Specifically, I always say, you need to respect your medical patients, even in a in a in a in a in a recreational market, right? You have to have their own lines. These people really need the product. So we, we've designed our stores really for rec and medical always, even in California, to be honest. Because as as a as a as a gesture for the for the real some of the real purpose of cannabis, right? It really helps a lot of people, and those people uh, they really need it. They should be not losing their their privilege to be served fast and they have their own lines and all that kind of stuff in their own own, own priority uh, they can pre-order obviously there's a tax issue as well they, they don't pay any tax in, in certain states for, for 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 the for the product so this is all those factors come in and then um every and pam every every state is different and every not only state is different but every as every dispensary is different because a dispensary really serves only like an, an environment of like six, seven miles, you know, like the, the people who live around it, specifically in medical markets. The recreational market, okay, I get to Nevada and then it's like tourists and everything, but uh, it's really like the closer environment. So you have to design your your store. It can serve the medical patient and it, it can really, it can efficiently serve those people who want to get fast to their product. They don't want a big consultancy. They want to order online. They want to pick up their stuff. And then there's others who just want to come in, chat a little bit uh, with the bartenders, and say, "Hey, what, what do you, what's new?" It's always up. It's what's new, and so so the skews play a role. In the beginning, we had like in California stores, we had like too many skews. We had to reduce that because we really had to learn had to learn what is really the what you really have to have, and and that come as well like with uh, people like us became much more knowledgeable over the years. I, I wasn't a cannabis user really before I joined Jushi, but the day I joined Jushi. I decided to test all our product and others for us every night. So every night from let's seven o'clock onwards, I'm testing stuff. Um, I re it really changed my life to, to be honest. It's it's a, it's a, it's an amazing thing. I don't drink alcohol, for example. So I had never, I had never oh. like many. I'm all, I'm always hundred percent on. But I, I I feel that as well. Like that the cannabis itself like changed my life to to the better in terms of certain medical things like pain, but as well like kind of open up and and when you're like an entrepreneur today and if you if you, you're always like on you're running after the next thing and obviously it takes a little bit of desperation out and lets things come to you instead of running after it and this has helped me a lot and i think it's as well like the the philosophy how we played it we were we, we're not like too desperate we really trying to do a good job and looking at, at our customers and making making creating an environment they i would enjoy like in, in the beginning, our stores were just people walking in and they bought something and then we then they left and paid cash and we never knew who they were. That was the beginning of Beyond Hello. When we installed the online systems, of course, when we start, okay, now we know our customer, now we know what this person bought. Maybe we like this, maybe like that. So you're starting to, to build something really from scratch, which in the outside world is already standard. But fixing the basics is always, I say it, like is, is now still in the cannabis industry, like the game. 
uh, because we were like not able to do all that stuff which you can do outside the bubble i call it because there's so much compliance issues all the states have different rules some things you cannot do but you have to find your way around it in a in a compliant way there's ways around it but it's then it something else suffers and so on so so it's a it's a ever everlasting dance uh, until we reach the level of like where we really can 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 provide a total uh, like uh, service to our customers which is all over the nation the same every state is different every store is different every store has different customers um virginia there's more i mean this is now a start but like I, I don't want to talk too much you maybe want to ask some other stuff but i can no 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 i love it yeah. whatever <laughs> and, and so so my favorite at the moment i have to tell you is virginia because virginia has been such a such an interesting thing we lay there we have this our own when we entered we have our own health sector they call it health sector two and this is like all the area like which is very populated or close to washington dc right all it's like we're close to the platonic river there so so we we have six licenses there we we opened we just opened this week's alexandria which is store number three for us we vertically integrated we did a lot of work on a grow we built from scratch really with the best of the best we could do it um which were very like um uh, like um really incredibly lucky to be able to do that in the time with with all our with all our, our backwind of, of 2020 our sales numbers and so we, we really confidently built this out as our main market of the future because we have no competition there really um we 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 have those licenses and we we're building out amazing uh humongous stores i would say with the outlook of uh, Virginia going really from like two years ago, I remember like not even medical finding its way to, to basically uh, finding its way to, no, sorry, somebody called me, uh, uh, to, to a, like a, a state now, which just like on the 1st of July, they got rid of the medical card, imagine. So, so. Oh, oh yeah, you can, you can do self. Uh... No, you just go to the doctor, you get a prescription and you go into the dispensary and and you you basically you 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 can get you can get your stuff much more simpler than before normally you have to show your medical card you go to a process and, and so on. that is done now as well the mandatory session is not there anymore imagine how fast virginia went from from nothing now to wow our dispensaries really look now alexandria looks like if you look at online it looks like a californian dispensary already it's it, it it's not like a a, a pharmacy like like California dragged you can imagine like in California how long this took until go from a medical thing to like a recreational thing here you you're moving in three years from 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 total medical a pharmacy to a already pretty hip super designed experience with brands and pre-rolls not like Pennsylvania there's pre-rolls there's gummies there's everything and uh and, and that's fascinating. And I think in 2024, uh, if, if things go like they, they're supposed to go, they even they even go recreational in that fast amount. So so we're ready for that. So you're ready because of that. And imagine, I mean, the, the amount of thinking ahead we have to do and the, the, the balls Jim has to have to say, let's go for it. You know, let's spend that money on Virginia and like build the best like infrastructure for this state as we can, because 
there's a lot of customers in this in, in this area and it, they're all our dispensers are always surprised when you go to Ardmore or somewhere like you literally look over and you see the obelisk of the <laughs> nearly you see the white house from there right so you're so close oh. you're so close uh it me coming from germany i've never been uh, I've, I've never been so i mean you know like when you when you're in the entertainment industry and so on you all all you know in america is miami la and uh, and new york for yeah, yeah. But for me, going to all those places like the the Midwest and Illinois has has been fascinating for me to to get to know the the real Americans, right, and work with real Americans. Uh, it's it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, it, it's it's such a it's such a treat, really, for me as well. Like you know, to to get this to know this country from a from a real to get to know it, and not just floating around in in Hollywood with some with some entertainment folk. Well, actually, while you were just talking, I just realized something as a company. Uh, who's making your own products, yeah. um, you are, you have all the data in your stores to, you know, what are the best selling products yeah. and, and you, you, you could be like an Amazon, you know, being no, not you juicy, but yeah. you could be known for taking that data and, and creating products that will compete against the other products in your dispensary. And as we know now, all those other products out there it's what the 80 20 rule that only 20% of those products in dispensaries are the ones who are really supporting the dispensaries and all these other little mom and pop products across the country and there's gems out there there's yeah. diamonds rough and are they going to really have a chance and i've really been wondering about this whole vertically integrated oh, okay i've got a good one for you there i think okay. so so as you probably know there's certain states you you're not even you cannot even act. For example, Virginia, it's mandatory to be vertically integrated. So that creates a situation of like us having, you cannot even open a store if you're not vertically integrated because they really want to make sure that the, the C2Sale concept is, is totally, totally safe, right? Every, every store has to, I mean, this is like the, because they're so, they're so moving so fast in a way, Virginia, and they so they have to be diligent. So they said, okay, let's let's have mandatory vertical integration, so we at least can control the the um, the product which ends up on the shelves for for the Virginians, right? So so this that is one thing. So then there's other uh, other other states where we vertically integrate because we have to create a good business, right? Like for example, Nevada, we we just have to be because. If, if we're not, we really, it's hard to, hard to compete with others, right? Like with other, with other dispensary chains, very hard. But now to your point, um, the balance, the balance of product is super important, I think. And what we're trying to do always, specifically in California now, I have a, I have a, I have a movement going on with us. We really looked into um, sustainability and supporting, supporting really uh, brands and, 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 and brands and, and, and companies which are uh, up in, 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 in Humboldt, up in the Emerald Triangle, you know, like those, there's like, I think something like 53,000 small farms, which depend on uh, people who buy their stuff. Uh, sometimes they go illicit marketing, they have to, and like they support their lifestyle. These, these, these grows, they're not necessarily monsters, million, millions of dollar making operations. They're sometimes families, you know, they, they grow tomatoes, they grow lettuce, and they grow like cannabis to support their lifestyle. These, these farms I've been visiting recently, and I, I, I really want to pick, pick companies from there and feature them and support them. Because first of all, they're fully sustainable, you know, like, there's the sun 
and as the water from the rivers just literally doesn't get any more sustainable in cannabis and in and and what we do with those indoor growers i think um we will like really have to watch out that we're not creating like like some bit i call this call them like bitcoin mines right who like burn so much electricity and air conditioning and lights and, and stuff so like really putting that mindset on of sustainability and then then bringing it the thinking into our indoor growth in the other states because they have to be in, indoor because there's obviously you cannot have any harvest without indoor but re recycling the water getting getting the solar stuff really to the to the ultimate level all that stuff so this this the thinking of, of jushi in terms of sustainability is super important so we have we we really and that that answers your question so we really want to support those small brands we have them in the stores for example in palm springs we just launched a, we just launched a store one of our brands is humboldt farms for example that's a little brand from humboldt um pretty successful in california but you cannot compare it with camino or those big kivas or those giants right so we have them on the shelf and we we tell the story of them you know in there say like, yeah this is like that but this is humboldt this is like ocean ocean grown we call it like ogs it could be as well mm. ocean grown not only original ocean grown stuff sustainable weed this is brilliant it's a different experience it's is it people uh, consider sun-grown weed always as a as as the lower quality but when you when you really get into it it's it it's it's a total another level sometimes even the strains i have the feeling have a different journey to it so the, the indoor weed is sometimes very stale and just it makes you high and then it goes down some of the outdoor weed I experience gives you a whole journey, right? It starts like slow and it goes a little bit up and goes down and then you go tired in the end after two hours. <laughs> so it's like, so I'm really, maybe it's me or like, but I talk to lots of people and we do lots of research and they, I mean, they feel similar than me. So I've only explored that recently because I really want to get our sustainable concepts in Jushia super important. We have like wells in africa we're building water wells in collaboration with charities they are drop for drop is our partners we built six wells in africa su supplying water for little communities you know and stuff so so we, we we're getting into that into that game now we haven't even launched that yet uh with our without uh at all we just did it and now we will launch that very soon but uh the sustainable and the uh Social responsibility for Joshi is a, is a big deal. And that includes that brands you were mentioning, those little mom and pop brands, sometimes sometimes really like wonderful little little amazing product islands, right? You have to not let die. I've heard the trend out in the West Coast, I'm on the East Coast, is a solventless extraction is becoming a big thing, which is a more high-end product, which could probably lead into yours. But a couple extractors out there were telling me solventless extractions are becoming the the the, the thing out there. No, I can I can uh, if you want I can talk about a little bit over that just because it's okay. that's I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm a I'm a big fan of that and I, we've been we've been dancing around this for a long time and you know there's like first of all it starts with all the machines you have to buy from from places like even Germany <laughs> because they make uh, Germans they're really good at that stuff so we get a lot yeah, of, machines, got a lot of yeah. German, German machinery in the, in in the in the facilities. But so coming to that, the interesting thing about it, I always think it's like as well, like from a from a marketing point of view, even not only from a taste, is the 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 way you 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 make this stuff, right? You 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 deep freeze uh, the flour like four hours after harvest latest, and then you basically distill it from there. The thing is, you inherit. You might you, you might notice, but you inherit the strain. So that's for me the exciting stuff. You know, when you have just distilled it. 
you have, you buy your terpenes from Israel or from south of France and you inject it. So it's kind of an artificial created effect and you don't know really, it's never existed before. It's just some fantasy thing. You don't know what it does really, but kind of by, by trial and error, you find out about it. But in this case, you inherit the strain. So I can have a Baba Kush, um, Baba Kush vape, right? <laughs> or like a, or whatever strain. It really inherits the strain. So it, it, it really could be an indica. It really could be an sativa. It could be a hybrid. So it, it inherits the strain from the plant and I don't have to add those artificial, not artificial, but natural, call it natural artificial terpenes. So this is super, I think that's super interesting for as well, not only for the taste, because it, of course it tastes completely different. It's very close to the real experience, even smoking a joint from taste and feel. But as well, it's like opens for the marketing uh, for the marketing of it, like the, all that, that. Now it's a strain, and you can inject gummies with it. And I have uh, can have gummies with a strain, and that's <laughs> super yeah. fun, right? So uh, and much better, and uh, a much better experience. People love it, and it, it's just a high, higher quality. Of course, it costs more money to make because it's not like just stuff you distill out of some some your your low some stuff that falls on the floor or like a like a, a harvest with this go right you have to distill or whatever like you knew stuff. it and stuff <laughs> so yeah so there's a there's so much goes into it and and i think that's that's why it's more expensive it's just fresh distillate from the from the real plant right i mean that, that is fantastic so that's definitely the future so what kind of products are the is the juicy customer i mean you know i, I does it vary across the different uh, oh, yeah, states no. No, i can so they, they, let's call it the Beyond Hello customer because obviously Jushi owns owns that. We, we own a bunch of retail uh, chains, which one is Beyond Hello, the other one is New Leaf, which has purchased in Nevada. And the third one is Nature's Remedy of Massachusetts. And so all different markets, but I can tell you flower is still, so flower is still number one and that's all over. This is in the cannabis, you, we, we know that. And then it's yep. followed by vapes. Vapes had a little bit of a dent uh, with the with the with the crisis, more of the the all, all the which we remember, like the the smoking crisis of, of the vapes and yeah, the jewel thing. thing. Oh, yeah, jewel thing. It was for time was a little bit going down, but now we're back. Uh, and and then it's it goes on. Like it really goes to 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 pre roll, and then it goes into into edibles and mainly gummies, and that's always the same. And then. Okay, it comes so the so chocolate and the, the boutique thing, the drinks, uh, the tinctures, the creams, you know, that's all that comes in. So main focus for us is really great flour, not only like high end, but as well, we have a brand called Sachet, which is very, very, uh, I think it's kind of the golden formula for the future because it doesn't promise much. It's, it's affordable. It's mainly B and C bud. It's pre-grind. And uh, it some of the stuff we used to we used to send to distillation, but we said let's make a brand of it. It's the same stuff. It has the same uh, THC values sometimes than the real A buds. So let's 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 make a brand for that. Not not the ultimate stuff, but the the the, the, the B and C grade, and and have it affordable. And we sell it as under a, a, a brand called Sachet. And this stuff is flying off the shelves. I I feel um, people as well. We, we always say in, in cannabis these days, people want high THC and and low price. So yeah. sometimes that's right. But I think where it's going in the future, 
the, 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 the hunting for high THC, it sometimes stops. Um, I'm already, I'm happy to smoke, a, and I'm in California, I could smoke a 50% um, 50, uh, THC infused joint here. I kind of enjoy to even smoke an 18% joint outdoor and it's i can smoke the whole thing because i don't have you know with the 50 percent i can only do half a puff and i'm okay that's it thanks and then it lies there and i cannot use it anymore for the, until the next day <laughs> or i have some other people so it's i think where the user is going it's it's more about um it has to be affordable it has to be good and don't over promise you know we you, you don't over over promise it's the best of the best we say it's the b and c but it's what it is it's an adventure it's 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 affordable just get it see for yourself we never got a complaint with our high-end brands we got lots of complaints lots lots of times you know like it's not good enough and like we, it was not enough and it was not oh, because high it's, enough because you you, it's, you over promise and under deliver with sachet this brand it's always under promise and over deliver most of the time because sometimes oh wow that was really good you know sometimes oh, it's, it's okay it's, i mean it only costs that much so no complaints but sometimes it's really good. And then you have this positive explosion as well, online as well, right? And Reddit and stuff. So, so uh, well, it's a really cool concept. I think it's going to go far. I mean, I can see this in Massachusetts, for example, one of our greatest wholesale markets for us because we have a great grow there and we sell a lot of that sachet there. It's just, you cannot keep it on the shelves, that stuff. It's, it's, it, it, maybe you com we compare it with Smirnoff, <laughs> the biggest vodka brand. I mean, it's not... It's not the most expensive, but it's like it's consistent, good, and you yeah. can bring it to a party. You know, like it's 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 good enough. Yeah. So I I guess the other I, I well one other question: How do you feed your creativity? Like in your off time, like where do you where does where does that come from? Probably smoking joints now. Ah, <laughs> no, is this like you know creativity is something? Um, what was it? I, I just read something in my body. I don't live in the present. I am the present. So, so, so creativity, you cannot really like get it from anywhere. You're right. It's like, it has, it's, it's, it's just comes with, with, with a, comes with the environment you put yourself in and then you have to have enough like uh, in yourself to, to find something which, which, which makes a difference creatively. Right. So this is the like same with like making records the same with doing pictures. This is whatever task you, where you're thrown in, if a creative person is thrown into it, he has to find the, find find a way with no really with no pressure and with no prejudice and you just have to fall into the environment i was like move at the speed of inspiration move at the speed of opportunity so this is how i never i'm never off you know i've never off like i could i say i'm always on holiday or i'm, all, I'm i never work so i'm or i'm always working but it, it's not really work creativity is not work i mean every every project uh, has an has a really like a tactical angle like making a record is is very tactical you know they have a studio you have to be engineers you have to do musicians you have to talk to them you have to have the good 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 energy together and so on and then you make a great product so i can do the same with creating brands i can do the same with creating a song with creating images to being a photographer being a filmmaker making mm -hmm. movies it's all the same really and and you're feeding yourself by your environment at all times i mean it sounds cheesy but it's like Everything, yeah, no. You know, it's just, it's just how it. It's a state. It's the present, right? There's, there's no going back, and there's, there's only going forward. But it happens all now. So us talking now is the inspiration for me. You know, we, you talked about some a cocktail, 
that's yeah i mean that's already moving in my that's that inspires me right that's the moving in my mind i'm already mm, this sounds super interesting what can we do about it like at least can we apply some of that thinking in the future some of our stuff or collaborate that's exciting right that's this triggers creativity. Yeah. so there's an endless river of of inspiration yeah. there <laughs> so yeah yeah well okay so but i i also know or read that you like to mix cannabis with art performance and yeah, celebrities that's right. that's right and so in, in which no one else is really doing i haven't really seen anyone doing like that mixture that you're doing so how are you like can you just well i know you have some past collaborations but maybe you want to talk about that or yeah, you so, how you think about that so so i had always like so my background is really advertising so I started in advertising at my advertising companies. Most of the time, I've always sold them into big advertising agencies like Saatchi and Saatchi or Gray Advertising, worked a lot with big Procter & Gamble, all these brands, thousands of commercials. So I was a filmmaker, photographer in, in the advertising world. Then I moved into the music, uh, uh, more music. Then I moved into technology. Then I moved back to music. Uh, th then I found my found my calling really in in photography in the end and said like okay i want to focus on that because that's the my 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 biggest talent to to my eye is my biggest talent and then i not only taking pictures it's like looking at stuff and think that's good that's not good that's good that's not good so so it goes very well with 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 any creative even corporate related things right so it all works together so um now i lost track what the, what the question but how, how do you oh. Oh yeah, how are how how are the you? Celebrity thing, I, exactly. So celebrity and 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 music and so in my latest latest like the last ten years of my life, I really focused on photography and I got so for some reason I did a book about uh, Mexican luchadores in Mexico. It was an award winning book and some uh, a guy called Josh Homme from Queens of the Stone Age bought that book, contacted me. We we, we became friends here in, in LA and and then he brought me on a project with Iggy Pop. Um, before that, I did a lot of photography. I did a lot of music photography. I did like from Lenny Kravitz to P. Diddy to all that kind of stuff, but never really focused on a genre, which is, so the first time I did that, it was really with rock and roll photography. So Josh Homme brought me in. I became his creative collaborator. Queens of the Stone Age is a great punk rock band. I don't know if you know them, but they're, they're, a, they're a big band, uh, very creative in their visual world life. So I became creative partner and that led me to work with the Foo Fighters, Arctic Monkeys, Spoon, like of all kinds of artists. So, and but very rock and roll specific. And this really, first of all, defined me the first time in my life as like, oh, this is, this is, this feels right, this for me. Like, I, I'm really good at this. I'm, I'm good at the pure, the purity of this genre because those guys, they don't make, they don't know any makeup or anything. They're just, them themselves and and when i photograph them they that's what it is and they don't they don't want it retouched most of the time they just that's whatever i'm that's how i am so really fascinating for me and and from then on this this led me in the end in the cannabis industry because i always wanted to start a brand in the end because i living in california it's like everybody starts a brand here brand is a brand and then uh, i wanted to start a brand with the queens of the stone age and uh -huh. Then I was looking around and calling around people and who, who can help me with that because I have no idea about cannabis then. So then and then I, I somehow got introduced from an old friend of mine uh, to Jim Cacioppo and Eric Mountain, the president of the company. And then we got talking and this ended, I, in the beginning, I wanted to do a, a, a brand with the Queens of the Stone, just not knowing the sophistication of the states and all the problems. It was far too early. Thank you. Oh, yeah. So that lead that led really into my collaboration with Jushi. And now I'm coming back 
with all the contacts I have and all the friends I have here, we're going to organically introduce music into our cannabis world. And, but not like, I don't, we don't do celebrity advertising. Everything with us, we do partnerships, it's friends, let's get together. And maybe in the future, next year, we're going to see maybe a, a, a limited drop of a Queens of Estonia pre-roll somewhere, you know, with the, with the release of the new album. And I have these friends, I have these connections, and I bring this all together. It's, it's my life, right? So, so I bring the music to the, to the weed and the weed to the music. Um, it's, Perfect combo. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's the same thing. I always say cannabis is like art. It's, it's, it has no canvas. You, you feel it, right? It's like music. You, 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 you just feel music. It has no, nothing to look at. It's just same thing. So I think it goes so, so great together, but you, you cannot just, okay, find somebody, attach their name to a brand. And then they, like, there's a lot of examples, but it doesn't make any sense. Nobody cares really, maybe one time, but then uh, it has to be really deeper than that, right? It has to be real. And so as I always say, if you really can, if, you, if it's real, you can feel it. And that, that's how you have to have to approach that stuff. And then how does that marry with the, with the juicy customer? It, 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 I think it's, it's like, so inspired by all that. So for example, I'll give you an example. So our stores are great stores. There's, there's lots of great brands in it, cannabis brands, but I think a cannabis store should be more than that. So I started to bring in, like in the very beginning, we did a collaboration with my friend, and this comes from the rock and roll, but my friend, uh, Colin Hanks, uh, who, is yeah, a, who is a great director as well, a great actor, and he's as well a great friend with, with all the, uh, my, 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 my rock friend musicians. And, uh, and so he has this bandana brand. So it's like, Colin, should we not, should we not, this kind of fits into our world. You have a, you have this veteran charities and we have a lot of veterans in Pennsylvania as our customer. They're very important for us. Uh, the, the, we can bring this into a store. It's not a cannabis product. It's part, it's adds to the lifestyle vibe of it. Let's bring it to the stores and, and let's, let's dedicate some of the sales to, to your veteran charities you stand for. So this all makes for some reason, all amazing sense. Uh, yeah. The same thing I did with a with a small business in in, uh, in in California in the Joshua Tree Desert. There's a little candle company. I found I, I did the shoot for Desert Sessions. The 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 Desert Sessions was a record which led to to actually a Grammy Grammy award winning record. I won the Grammy in 2020 for photography and 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 art on this record. So I was shooting wow. that record in the desert with Josh, and. There's this guy coming up with this little candle company and said, hey, give Evan candle. And he said, oh, wow, it's super cool. Joshua Tree Candles. And that's triggered. Should we do a collaboration with those guys? It's a small business. It's just COVID was hitting. And it's like, we have to support those little businesses. As you said before, this is a small, so, so it's a husband and wife candle company. They make this themselves. So we signed a deal with them. And now we have our collaboration candle. And every store in, 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 in the nation is, is the Beyond Hello Joshua Tree Candle. Which has a custom scent, and we created it together. It was all filmed and stuff. So, <laughs> so. Oh, and also, it's it, it does feed into the lifestyle. It's like the calm. Exactly, exactly. It's all introducing products which have not necessarily to do with cannabis. Just no, no, not only pipes and, and, and rolling papers and stuff. It's 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 a it's a retail scene. I call it like like Fred Siegel's kind of. You know, you bring like limited limited edition stuff into stores into real brick and mortar retail stores and show it to the people which are normally they would never find anywhere because it's the joshua tree candles you couldn't buy it anywhere else really i mean there's some little stores in california but now you have them all over the nation somebody in illinois can buy a joshua tree candle in the store right like in yeah, no, Louis. yeah. Uh, like yeah. Opposite. <laughs> so 
Yeah. So this stuff, this stuff is like this only the beginning, you know, you know, Pam. Like this, like we, I'm, I'm gonna, we, we gotta fall from one to the other, you know. And then when there's a record coming out, I'm thinking of let's release some vinyl records in the stores, you know, like for some of some of our. So it's a, it's beautiful. Remember Starbucks in the beginning? They always had those. The yes. CDs, they, they really goes with the brand, and it was a nice coffee music, some salsa, or whatever was in Starbucks. Yes. We're gonna release like our own our own records, not our own collaborations with people, and oh. can be released with a strain, and to make bring this all together. You know, real. Oh, real, I real love stuff. that. I love that because that totally ties into yeah. the experience. Oh my gosh. Well. Okay, well, let's 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 end this on. I would love to um, hear. Are you making plans for uh, New York um, for for opening dispensaries here? Or actually, we had a license and we we sold it again. It was just not the right time, you know. We had a we had as well like a, a, our our medical brand Nira was born in the state of New York in, in Buffalo with a collaboration with a with a very um, uh, with a fantastic uh, clinic called the Dent Center. It's one of the biggest private clinics in the world, and they have one floor there. They, it's, I think it's the first in the world. It's like the, it says the cannabis clinic, and you go there, and, and then it's it's really it's really like uh, uh, interesting that that uh, somebody had the balls to to do that, like even like four, three, four years ago, right? And this, his name is Dr. Mechter. He was our always our medical consultant in the beginning. Um, and, and so we had some involvement in New York, state of New York, um, but um, it, it doesn't mean we're not coming back. You know, it's like, we're always looking, we're always looking, but it has to be the yeah, right, I mean, the right deal be, for us, you know? Oh yeah, okay, yeah, it's gonna be, I think it's gonna be, hot but it's also there's big problems here with our whole underground market uh, you know with the uh, with the legacy market we're we're it's it's ridiculous here everybody you would think everybody has a license no, there's stores all over the place this is, this is a good thing to talk about pam because even in california as you know it's like it our biggest competitor is really the illicit market right uh, i visit competitors and i talk to bartenders all the time and some of my my trips say as i asked so so I meet somebody working at a dispensary and I ask her, so where do you get your 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 weed from? They says, not from that expensive place here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got my dealer, man. So it's like it's still even even the people working in the dispensary okay, getting their weed in the in the illicit market. So imagine. So it's like so then New York, it's like a, this would be a whole nother nightmare. So we're really focusing on on we call it limited license markets. So we really did big research on our places where we invest in, and then make sure it's not like uh, every every five five feet there's another dispensary opening up. Uh, otherwise, I mean that in the end we we have to run the business. So we have to be very careful where we put our money. Yeah. Uh, and this is our, this is the strengths of, uh, of Jim Cacioppo and his team, because these guys, you basically he always says it's interesting. Uh, he comes from a hedge fund, very successful hedge fund, and he has a team for years and years. And this team used to handle like 15 clients in, in M&A and, and, and investment. So we have this team only has one client now, that's Drushi, right? The same team. So that makes us very, very advanced i think no i always say nobody out finances us oh. i think in terms of in terms of the the brain power we have there right in, in that department so so then combined combined with our creativity and our uh, uh administration and operation i think we're pretty well positioned wow that's amazing to have that behind you 
Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's fantastic. Wow, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time, and I really was a pleasure to meet you. Same here, same here, Pam. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Season one of Dope History is now available at dopehistory.com. Dope History weaves you through the lives of those who have been touched by cannabis or have had an influence on the events that shaped our laws or relationships with this plant. You'll hear tales from Frenchie Cannoli, Keith Strop, Eddie Lepp, Tom Alexander, Ed Rosenthal, Wolf Seagull, Jorge Cervantes, and Tommy Chong. Available now at dopehistory.com.